Star Wars bonus episode. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers bonus episode. Bonus. Star Wars, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. I'm Jake. And we're the Leftovers. leftovers. Yeah. Suckers. Fucking Star Wars. This is fucking a bonus episode. Third episode. Yeah. That we've done about Star Wars The Force Awakens. I think, uh, you know, it's one of the only movies that after you've watched it, as many times as I have, and many times as Jake has, and may, as many times as Jay has, yeah. it arises more questions that it we does. need to tackle, things yes. that we need to tackle. Yep. Do you um, have answers? I, I might <laughs> See, the problem Who is, are you? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. The problem is, the problem is, I'd love to answer some more questions about Star Wars The Force Awakens, but I almost feel like I might spoil things. Since you haven't gotten through the novelization yet. Oh, eh, whatever. Thank you. Fine. Do it. Do okay. it. We'll do it. Yeah. We'll do it. Good. All right. We'll it's like it. you're not reading passages from the book. No, you, I'm I not don't reading. Fuck. Yeah, actually, I'm going to play the entire fucking <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. Here's the 10-hour novelization. <laughs> it's our first 13-hour episode. Yes. <laughs> Welcome. All right. We're also going to get sued by Audible. I think we, I was gonna say, I think we can get in trouble for that. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, some of the cool things, you know what, some of the cool things I wanted to talk about here real quick, though. Uh, the first question I'm going to pose to you, it's actually not about Star Wars The Force Awakens, more about Revenge of the Sith. Okay. My question to you guys is, who had the cleanup after Anakin killed all the younglings? <laughs> they have droids for that kind of work. Okay, think about this. All right, so Anakin goes in there. He goes fucking, you know, he's got his fucking Jedi lightsaber, and he's fucking like a weed whacker. He's just whacking through kids, killing them and shit. Yeah. You know, kids are just, limbs are flying, kids are screaming, <laughs> fucking little little heads are flying all over the place. He's decapitating these little fuckers and shit. Hey, look at They're dead. Yeah. All right, so all these little kid body parts are all late, strewn, strewn through all out the room. Room. And, uh, uh, like, you know, Anakin leaves the room. <laughs> He's got other things to do, right? Yeah. It's not like Anakin, like, picked up the bodies and put them in a dumpster. No. Right? No, he wasn't decent like that. Exactly. And I know it cauterized the wounds as soon as, like, they go through with the lightsaber. So there's probably not a lot of blood all over the place. But, like, who's the first guy that walks into that room after? I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all the Jedi have been decimated at this point. But there's got to be, like, the next guy that, like, walks in that room, right? Yeah. And, like, what does he see? Do you think he, like, walks in there and is like, oh, shit, fuck 
no, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> and walks like right the fuck out. Yeah, do you think probably? That, do you think those carcasses are still laying in that fucking room, or do you think like somebody went in there and was like, you know, I don't know, picked up a bunch of fucking limbs and shit and put them in dumpsters? <laughs> Full of duffel bag with Padawan arms and shit. But, well, no, I don't want to know. Lobot? I'm asking. Yeah. I, Lobot? I think they have droids that do that work. I stand by that. Droids? Yeah, they have droids that do that cleanup work. I, I, I think Lobot did. I think that's his whole fucking backstory. Lobot. I got, that motherfucker's been around forever. Yeah? I, I think it was uh, Santeca. <laughs> Oh, Lore Santeca? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only reason he's a longtime ally, ally is because he's been fucking picking up dead bodies. Exactly. Little children. That's a good question. Like, who away. did dispose yeah. of that? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of questions that I, that arise from that movie and, and, uh, that's, that's one of them. Yeah. I, I lean towards the droids. Yeah. I can almost promise you the first person that walked in that room, like looked around at the fucking horror, horror of that room. Yeah, they didn't clean it up. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you, the first person I don't know who it was. I don't know who the first person was that walked in that room. They didn't clean that yeah. shit up. He's like, I didn't see that. They, they fucking delegated that shit, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think that they fucking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Grabbed it was a lesson of delegation. Grab the dun- uh, grab the sack and just started throwing right. no. pieces in. No, no, no. They walked right the fuck out. And like, uh-uh, I ain't doing that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't expect to walk into that. They might have left a note or something, <laughs> but they didn't clean it up. I guarantee you. Sent a paper airplane yeah. to the Senate. I think we're four or five people down the line before droids actually showed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lobot was like Nobot. <laughs> he was like, even I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> Lando's like, do it, and he's like, no, uh-uh. mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Colt forty five ain't working this time. No, not fucker. this time. Not this time, Chief. It's good, but no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No matter how much you drink, <laughs> malt liquor only goes so far. <laughs> Star Wars The Force Awakens, the Blu-ray and DVD release, is going to be uh, officially on April 15th. Yes. Mm, tax day. Uh, I would not recommend... Yes, tax day. I would not recommend picking this up. I was talking about this with uh, Jake yesterday. Uh, we went and saw The Hateful Eight up in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I would not recommend picking it up on Voodoo Digital. Okay. Because I don't think you're going to get the, the deleted scenes and the extras with the Voodoo okay. purchase. So Walmart is selling the Voodoo purchase... I wouldn't do it. I would wait until the actual physical copy or, like you said, the iTunes copy. Yeah, but yeah. even then you're better off just buying the physical copy because usually it'll be the same price or cheaper, and right. you'll get that iTunes copy free with it. There you go. So There you go. All right, guys, let's let's talk about some of the questions that uh, that we've all been asking ourselves. And, I mean, we tried to tackle these questions in other um, you know Star Wars episodes. Um, I may tackle some things that I may answer some things from the novelization too. I want to talk about one thing. A lot of people are speculating is within the Force Awakens. Did was there a Finn awakening? A lot of people are saying that Finn might be Force sensitive. Have mm-hmm. you guys heard this? I have. Yeah. Part of the Finn awakening is the fact that uh, uh, number one, how adept he is at using the cannons, and how lucky he is. Um, at uh, using the cannons and being able to, able to shoot people, do you think it's more of Ray setting him up for 
you know, great shots or do you think that maybe it's part of him being a force user? I've also heard, you know, the guys from making starwars.net have talked about certain characters. They were talking more about Poe, but they said something about being force charmed, uh-huh. charmed by the force. Like hmm. characters like Han Solo, like, you know, he's doing things for the greater good and he's charmed by the force and they feel that Poe might be charmed by the force and not necessarily be force sensitive. Finn also uh, might be, you know, charmed by the Force. But what about, you know, Finn Awakening? I mean, one of the things that uh, happened in the movie was Finn looked at uh, uh, Kylo Ren, and Kylo Ren looked back at him. They they shared a moment there, it looked like. And mm-hmm. and was that part of the, the Force Awakening? And also, he's the only stormtrooper that I know of, not, not clone troopers aside, he's the only stormtrooper that's defected from... From, you know, the the First Order Empire. Good point. Why? Why? Why did he defect? Why did it have to do... The novelization, like I said, I've read it. The guy that was killed that put the blood... The 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 the, hand, the bloody hand mark on his helmet mm-hmm. in the novelization it does reveal that it was a guy that he knew that uh-huh. he had been in training with and all this stuff and the novelization sets it up that he's just like a normal stormtrooper but what do you guys think was there a Finn awakening I think there was not I, I think um to to talk about some of your points I think yes Ray did just set him up for a lot of those shots mm-hmm. um especially the one where his gun was broken and hanging down yeah like that that was just Ray setting him up um to go to your point on the Kylo Ren like exchange with Finn I think that was more just Kylo Ren sensing that one of his stormtroopers wasn't doing his duty and looking over and seeing him more more reason to believe that Kylo Ren is more of a uh, the uh, the mind mental of the yes. mental side of the dark side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was just all purely Kylo Ren just saying, "Hey, that guy's not doing his job," and sensing right. that and looking over. Right. And the fact that Finn was like staring at him too, mm-hmm. it was like Kylo Ren was like, "Why is he not doing his job?" And just looking at me like I'm doing bad stuff. Okay, so with what you're saying mm-hmm. and him using the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that he was able to kind of carry his own, handle it, you know, carry his own against Kylo Ren was more the fact that Kylo Ren had been injured by the bowcaster? Yeah, I think so. And I don't think Finn really did all that great of a job with the lightsaber either. I mean, in the other battle against the stormtrooper with the staff, Mm. I mean, Finn didn't do very well in that battle either. Right. I mean, the one good thing he did with the lightsaber was stab a guy in the back. Like, you give me a lightsaber and I'll, I'll stab someone in the back that's not looking at me. Right. I think in both of his other fights, he really, I feel like if he had force sensitivity, sensitivity, he would have done a little bit better in both of those fights. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, see, the thing is, it's like a lot of people, and we'll talk about Ray, but a lot of people think that, you know, Ray, uh, had been previously trained, possibly mind wiped. Mm-hmm. And that's why these skills came back to her. And part of the, you know, Finn awakening is just like, he's really, he's, he is Luke Skywalker. He's just learning the force. Mm-mm. I'm not saying I agree with this, that I believe this that's, theory. That's an interesting counterpoint though. Mm-hmm. I, I could see that. Yeah. Cause that's a lot of why I'm thinking no is cause we know because you see that the pictures of him as a baby when Kylo Ren is like looking at his file and everything mm-hmm. that he's been with the stormtroopers like he's had no training like if if he if I'm wrong and he is force sensitive then we are right in knowing that he's had no training that this is just all right. he has so but i mean part of the force awakens when i think about it i i don't feel like the force awakens just means like ray awakens i have to believe that there's somebody else out there 
that has to feel the effects of the force. I have to believe that there's other force sensitive beings out there. Well, that's possible. that's a great point. I would I would say like with the original trilogy, uh-huh. <clears throat> I would say that you have Luke, you have Han, you have Leia, mm-hmm. you have all these people that are are not force sensitive except for one, of course, Luke. Well, Leia. Well, and Leia, minorly, I guess she doesn't know how to control it necessarily. She doesn't it's know more, how to use it's, it. It's more like yeah, repressed force. I mean, she's. I mean, when when Han died, I was getting ready to say that too. She felt it in the yeah, force. Yeah, she's she's not like the lightsaber wielding. Um, you know, she's not like the wizard that fucking you know Yoda or even Luke are. Right, but she is force sensitive. So it it begs the bigger question, though. Like you have Kylo Ren that if, Ky- if she wasn't Kylo Ren's mother, Kylo Ren might not be force sensitive. True. Mm. True. He got it from the Skywalker side. True. Yeah, he didn't get it from and Han. And that's, that's why Yoda said there is another, because yeah. she is the other. Man, so the Force Awakens, I mean, the, the Force Awakens itself could pertain to Kylo Ren, even. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren isn't necessarily a Sith. He's yeah. not like... You know what makes me not think that, though, Jay? Yeah. Is the fact that Snoke tells Kylo Ren... That there's been an awakening, awakening in, in the, the force. force. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. a good point. It's, it's, yeah. He's not telling Kylo Ren about himself. That's a good point, right? But I, I see where you're coming from. The novelization makes you feel like the awakening in the force happens when when she closes her eyes mm. in the final battle. But I feel like the awakening in the force happens when she touches the lightsaber for the first time. Okay, that lines up more with when Snoke feels it. Exactly, Snoke has brought that line up before that the right. close the eyes moment. Right. Right. Hmm. So they're bringing it all back to the saber, is what you're saying, is that the saber is choosing you, so therefore... But I know it's it's more nuanced than that. Right. It's like, because you have because you have Kylo Ren, that's kind of this conflicted character. Mm-hmm. So who is the Force calling to? Is it calling to Rey, Finn, Kylo? Is it calling to all of these people? I feel like Snoke is only sensing Ray when he's referencing the Force. Has Agreed. Awakened. Agreed. It, you, and I'm not saying that Ray is the only one because of that, but that's definitely all that Snoke he, is that he's up. sensing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. If we find out down because, the line, but, but his, what about his, his focus? His fo- like Snoke's focus before Ray's awakening is all about Luke Skywalker. Yeah. It's in the opening crawl. Okay. He's worried their, their main objective is to kill the last remaining Jedi. Mm-hmm. True, true. And now he's known about Rey, and he says, I want you to bring her to me. Okay. So he's thinking, like, maybe he can turn Rey into a weapon to destroy Luke Skywalker because mm-hmm. maybe Kylo Ren's not the apprentice the Padawan, the, the apprentice that he needs at that time. But true. even Kylo Ren kind of tries to help Snoke out as far as that goes. Like, even Kylo Ren himself offers, kind of, to train Rey during their final battle. He, yeah, but why does he offer that? Does he heed the words of his father, where he says, Snoke will eventually use you and then kill you and destroy you? And is he thinking, like, well, you know what? 
is he thinking more along the lines of uh, Palpatine, where you know what? I'll train her; she'll be loyal to me, and we'll overtake Snoke. Uh, uh, kind of like how Vader was trying to get Luke right to come to his side, so the two of them could overtake Palpatine. Exactly, uh, that's a good point too. Exactly. That's kind of how I feel about that. Okay, yeah, about their situation in particular. But yeah, it, it does lend to the question: like, who does the Force awaken for? Is it Finn? Mm-hmm. Is it Ray? It's Ray in this movie, clearly. Mm-hmm. Is it Kylo? But but the Force Awakens could also mean Finn. It could. I don't think it's Kylo though. No, I don't either. I don't either. He's already there and established. He's already established. He's already established. But you're talking about the light side. He's ar- Yeah, he's already established, and yet he has these conflictions. Yeah. About feeling the light side. Okay, I, let me point this out to you. I was going to talk about it a little bit later, but it comes in really good right now. In the novelization, when he kills his father, it actually talks about, you know how Snoke promised him, like, this is what you need to do. Right. This is where Luke, this is where Anakin failed. Anakin did not succeed in killing Luke, right. and that's why everything failed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When So basically, he's promising Kylo... It, when you do this, you're going to be more powerful. Mm-hmm. In the novelization and also in the script that was released tempor- you know, uh, temporarily until right. it was pulled, both the script and the novelization tell you that when Kylo Ren kills Han Solo, he feels weaker. Mm, that's very interesting. He feels weaker. Uh-huh. And this is, not, this is before he gets shot with the bowcaster. Okay. This does not have to do with his uh, physical, uh, how he is feeling physically after he gets shot with the bowcaster. His 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 connection with the dark side is weaker after he kills Han Solo. He feels oh, less weird. powerful. That's super weird. I agree. Huh? It's like he emotionally feels weaker after yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. Like it's maybe because he didn't full on like want to do it. Like he's doing it per orders instead of per what he really wanted. Right. Wow. See, the thing is, and a lot of people are saying, like, why is he not as strong as fucking Ray and Finn in the final battle? Well, the novelization does point out that he feels weaker after he kills Han. Mm. His powers aren't as... He thought he would get more powerful after he did it, but he's weaker. He feels weaker, and it actually tells you that in the novelization. That's fucked up. That is fucked up. Yeah, I hate all that criticism about why he isn't as good of a fighter at the end of the movie. I agree. And he's shot by the fucking bowcaster. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he got nailed. That sends stormtroopers flying like half a fucking mile. And Han kept telling everybody that, like, oh my god, this is a, what a great weapon. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's true. There's like six references to how powerful that fucking weapon is. He's like, the guy got shot in the gut and then is having lightsaber fights, so he's not a fucking pussy. And the only reason he got shot is because the fact that he did feel weaker after he killed Han. Yeah, or he would have been able to block that. He would have been able to block it. We saw him block it with the pose blast. Wow. Yeah. Wow. One of the things that Plagueis said, and we were talking about the, you know, how powerful is Kylo Ren. One of the things that Plagueis said in the novelization in chapter 10, he says, quote, I have never had a student with as much promise as you. He says that. Plagueis says that? No, uh, uh, Snoke, excuse me. Oh, shit. We're gonna, like, damn, we're, that is a spoiler. No, we're no, <laughs> going to talk about Snoke and Plagueis if they're the same person here in a second. That's why I'm kind of, that's why I said that. But he says, uh, I have never, Snoke says this to Kylo. I have never had a student with as much promise 
as you. He says that to Kylo Ren. And at the beginning of this movie, like I said, he is most worried, play, uh, Snoke, excuse me, is most worried about Luke because he is the most powerful Jedi, which brings me back to something that me and Jake said. We were kind of thinking like, you know, how powerful is Luke? Well, at this point in time, he may not be Yoda. He may not even be Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. But at this time, according to the novelization and according to Snoke, he is the most powerful Jedi, which makes sense. But how powerful is he? I guess we'll have to wait until episode eight to find out. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. The question that that raises to me is how many other students has Snoke trained? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you. That's a question that I thought of myself. I mean, if this is Plagueis, yeah, we could be thinking of like he has more promise. He's not saying he's more powerful. He says he has more promise, more promise as any student he's ever had before. Yeah, so it makes you. It's definitely more than one. It's definitely more than Kylo Ren. Well, it's more uh, more uh, he's got more promise than uh, Sidious. Yeah. Darth Sidious, which would be Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think that line is a big clue that he very much could be Plagueis. Huh. That the fact that he's referencing other people that All he's right. trained. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Is Plagueis... Is, Dar- is, is Supreme Leader Snoke Darth Plagueis? Let's talk about this. And there's an article from Epic Stream from uh, writer Jake Viper... Uh, sounds like an 80s action hero. <laughs> yeah. Slash porn star. That's probably what you call yourself in your little porno dreams, don't you, Jake? Jake Viper. Jake Viper. Yeah. You're like, hey, ladies, take a look at my snake. Exactly. The Viper. The Viper. Jake yep. the Snake. Jake the Snake. I, I, I like Jake Viper better, Jay. <laughs> the, uh, it's okay. You don't want to feel my hiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Here, uh, let's see. <laughs> there was an article from uh, Jake Viper. Um, let me see if I can find this article. Uh, he says Palpatine told Anakin that he murdered Sidious in his sleep, but was it true, or did Plagueis use a Force illusion on him? Pal- Palpatine told Anakin that Palpatine told Anakin that he murdered. Oh, that he murdered Plagueis. Plagueis, excuse me, not Sidious. Plagueis in his sleep, but was it true, or did Plagueis use a force illusion on Palpatine, Darth Sidious? Hmm. Well, I mean, obviously, if Snoke is revealed to be Plagueis, then that is not a truth. So the force illusion is definitely a good like. It's a possibility. A possibility, yes. Right. But if the guy can manipulate midichlorians and create life, mm-hmm. he could have came back in another in another form. Yeah, that's true as well. That's but, true as well. But also, you're telling me you killed a Sith Lord in his sleep. I mean, <laughs> did, did you? Good, good point. I mean, I doubt it. So force illusion, possibly. Force illusion. Yeah. Maybe he saw that he had the foresight to know that the Emperor would fail. Yeah. And he was just like, okay, all right, Sidious, I'll let you do what you want to do. I'll sit back and I'll wait. Yeah. I'm patient. One of the things that Yoda always talked about was patience. Patience, mm-hmm. which hardly anyone has. Right. But Plagueis the Wise, that's mm-hmm. what they call him. Right. Plagueis the Wise would wait, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It's a great point. Yeah. It is a good point. 
Uh, here's the quote from Palpatine from Revenge of the Sith. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise, he could use the Force to influence the midi-chlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side, he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. Unfortunately, he taught his apprentice everything he knew. Then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. Ironic. He could save others from death, but not himself. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to my next point, where David Trumbor from Collider had this to say. What does this mean for the newly introduced heroes and villains of the latest Star Wars trilogy? Well, Ren and Hux are headed to pay Snoke a visit. So if he's actually Darth Plagueis, the earliest we'll find out is Episode Eight. Snoke has already lured Kylo Ren over to the dark side and was responsible, albeit in a second-hand bit of manipulation, for Han Solo's death. An extended theory that Snoke is Plagueis presumes that the ancient master of the dark side is actually intent on achieving immortality, perhaps through transferring his consciousness into his well-trained and youthful apprentices. Hmm. This theory comes from another character in a series of novels that are not official canon, but could have provided the kernel of an idea to use for Snoke's motivations. What this could mean is that, given Plagueis' powers, this ancient evil would have trained Palpatine and even created Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Remember that bit about midi-chlorians and the fact that Anakin was a virgin birth? with the intent of achieving total control of the dark side and the force itself and nurturing a vessel that he might one day inhabit to continue his dark reign. Mm, that's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Especially the part about creating Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Yes. He's responsible. He's yes. the father. Yeah. Yes. What a wise move that would be. And, yeah. a gr and a great way to tie it into the prequels. Yeah, yeah that is great. Thoughts yeah. on this, guys? Man. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Um, I, I'm wondering if the final... I mean, that's interesting. Maybe the final thing that he needs to do with Kylo Ren is to put himself into Kylo Ren, for all we know. When he tells Kylo Ren for his final bit of training. It sounds like that what he, that's what he had in mind. Yeah. But when he says, bring the young girl to me... Right. It sounds like he's like, wow... I might have a better vessel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, I was thinking about the the later scene. Sure. Yeah. When sure. he wants Hux to bring him to I it. agree. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I think you're absolutely correct, man. I think like he... Oh, I'm not saying that Darth Plagueis is Snoke. I'm I know. Sa I'm saying that this is a great theory. I know. I, I feel like this is absolutely right on the fucking money, though. Okay. The fact that he was so intrigued about who the fuck Ray was... I think he knows who Ray is. I think he knows all of this We're shit. We're going to talk about. I think a lot of people know who Ray is. We're going to talk about who is Ray okay. in a second here. Okay. See, I didn't I didn't believe that Plagueis and Snoke were the same person right after seeing the movie, but I've I've actually leaned very heavily towards that now. Why is that? Is it because of the musical it's, score? It's the Williams, the Williams thing. Yeah, it is the musical score thing. Can I kind of refute that? Yeah, I would love you to. Okay. When they are playing it in Revenge of the Sith, Uh-huh. It's not the actual musical score of the film that we're hearing. It's not background music. They're actually we're actually listening to the music, the play of an opera. Yes. Okay. It's not the 
foreboding music that we're listening to right. as he's talking about Darth Plagueis. Right. Yes. It's the music they're playing. There's an orchestra there. In an opera. Yeah. So for you to say or anyone to say that that is the music that accompanies Darth Plagueis, albeit it sounds very f- similar yes. to what we heard in The Force Awakens... Hmm doesn't make me necessarily think that this is this has to be Darth Plagueis equals Snoke. One plus one equals two. It unless I can't see that and the guys from making StarWars.net, they said this, that they can't see that JJ Abrams says, Oh, when you fucking uh introduce Snoke and you have Snoke's theme, you have to make it the exact same theme that we heard uh when uh you know uh Sidious is talking about Plagueis and Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. They can't see that uh J- they said that they would just see this as that is what John Williams that's his musical score when he's talking about like an evil character. Okay, hmm. that makes does sense. that make sense at all? That makes total yeah, sense. It makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. It's still a, uh, it's a real it is, heavy it is, piece it's of it's evidence. Weird. For me. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's weird. It's hard to wrap your head around because it, it's not actual music that plays because he's talking yeah. about Plagueis. There's an opera that, and that's the music in the opera that's going on. It Dude, just seems like. Let, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is this is like. Will this make or break the movie for you if Snoke is plagued? No, not no, at no, all. No, okay, no, no, no. no. Uh, the natural progression, and you can talk to. Not, I mean, we can't talk to Lucas, but they've talked to Lucas, and this was Lucas's intent mm-hmm. um, from the get go. The only problem I really have with this is like how much they're saying "fuck you," Lucas, and the fact that Snoke is not a mun or immune or however right. you want to pronounce it. He's a completely different alien. True. True. He's, and 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 Lucas has gone on the record to say that, you know, Plagueis has to be a, a mun. He has to be. Uh-huh. And yeah, good choice though. He's but. clearly not. They have yeah, I I agree. Like if you're wanting to keep it, I mean, we cool. would all yeah, <laughs> if you're wanting to keep it a mystery, you'd have to make him look different. Yeah. Yeah, man. Because if he looked like a Mun, we'd just be like, oh, okay, that's Plagueis. Right. And Muns are one of the dumber Lucas designs from the prequels, too, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So let's why reuse that. What do you guys think this is, man? I mean, do you think this is a clone? Or do you think this is somebody that's already been established? See, the thing is, it's like, okay, we know he's been around for a thousand years. We know that, yeah. And uh, But but see, like, on the, on the flip side, J.J. Abrams and Andy Serkis are said... No, this is a completely new character. Completely, completely new character. But, you know, J.J. also told us that Benedict Cumberbatch is not Khan. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Okay, so... And then, when they had an interview with Daisy Ridley, they asked her, they said, is Darth Plagueis... Is Snoke Darth Plagueis? She didn't act confused. That's true. She didn't act confused. She just said, no. No, he's not. He's a completely new character. Right. Yeah, she it's was like, like, who's Darth Plagueis? Yeah. She's read the script, yeah, for episode eight. Yeah, she knows something. So, either she's telling the truth, or she's being, of course, and I don't blame her, company girl. Yeah, and saying no, he's a completely new character. I guess. I guess what I'm saying is like, how big of this is going? How big of his reveal is it going to impact your overall view of this? Like, that's true. Is it a big deal? Mm-hmm. Because to me it is. I mean, to, I, to you it is, but for the yeah. casual viewer, 
if he's revealed as Darth Plagueis and you haven't watched Revenge of the Sith yeah. in 12 years, you're yeah. going to be like, who? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. There has to be some context. Some uh, right. They have to reveal something about him um, in Episode Eight for it to, to make any impact. We're gonna have to realize that this is this is the guy who trained fucking uh, the emperor. Yeah, you would think they would have to reveal Darth Plagueis again as a concept before they would reveal Snoke as Darth Plagueis. Agreed. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's what. That's what I'm wondering. Like, that's the biggest takeaway from The Force Awakens is who the fuck is Snoke? And if that story doesn't pan out for me, like, I might be fucking disappointed. Well, it might just be Snoke is Snoke. Yeah. He doesn't, like, for I mean, me, he doesn't have to be Plagueis. The Emperor is just the Emperor, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we got to see the rise of the Emperor in, you know, the prequels. But, I mean, in this, I mean, in in the original trilogy, the Emperor was just the Emperor. But you but, but you also have to think about how important it is. And, and we talked about this early on. We said, wouldn't it be more interesting if it wasn't Sith and Jedi necessarily? Right. But now we have that. We have that. What, 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 when Dan West was on our show, he said that, that and I, I did catch it, you know, he talked about the fall of the Sith. He yeah. talked about the fall of the Empire, and that turned into the First Order. So it, it made me think that maybe he's not Sith. Right. Yeah. Because he talks about, like, you know, those that have failed before him, yeah. they are now the First Order. Yeah, and Darth Plagueis, just by name, is a Sith. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, can he not change, and that's why he is now called Snoke? Yeah. That's, that's a- possible, too. That's possible, too. Because, I mean, if Luke Skywalker ended up, you know, you know, getting jiggy with it and fucking making whoopee with somebody else, he's... Jedi aren't supposed to fucking, you know, get it on. Here's know? the other point to that. But things changed after the Battle of Endor. Things changed after Order 66. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things changed for the Jedi Order. Exactly. And why doesn't Kylo Ren know about the difference between Jedi and Sith? Kylo Ren doesn't seem to know anything about any of that. Yeah. And if Snoke is Darth Plagueis... Yeah, I think he would if, 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 we're, if we're under the assumption that he was trained by a Jedi. Well, he knows... Right? He knows of the Force, but he doesn't know of the conflicting sides. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. doesn't think Vader's a villain. Mm, that's when, a good point. When Vader was clearly a villain and Luke was not a villain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it seems... I, and, and I thought that was the coolest thing, like, going into this. Like, okay, let's do away with that ancient Sith Jedi fucking terminology. Let's, this is something different. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe it is. I don't know. But I don't know if Snoke is that different thing. Right. I think Snoke might be the old school. Uh, man, I what, what are you thinking, Jake? I was, if Snoke is a Sith... It would be to his benefit, if he is Darth Plagueis, who yeah. is a Sith, it would be to Snoke's benefit, if he was trying to keep that fact hidden of who he w- of who he was, to not say he was a Sith anymore. Mm-hmm. To say, we've evolved into this new thing. Like, that takes the heat off of him, if other people were to suspect. Who else would know, other than Maz Kanata? Maz. <laughs> yeah, who, who else would know? Yeah, I think, the, I think it's a legend, though, to any straggler Jedi out there. I mean, I don't think, I guess Luke doesn't know. Yeah, but we've already seen that in this universe, like, people don't, like, even Luke Skywalker, 
uh, Ray thought that he was a myth. Yeah, and yeah. and we heard when uh, when when on the on the ship uh, when Han Solo discovers Finn and Ray. Uh, Finn says, "You're the famous. Uh, uh, you're the famous uh, pilot of the rebellion." Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Or he says, no. "Yeah, pilot." Finn says, "You're the famous pilot of the rebellion." Yeah, he has that and take then, on it. And then Ray says, "No, you're the smuggler. You, he's the smuggler." Right. Yeah. So there's two. So the stormtroopers all these years have been talking about him being a rebellion pilot. Yeah. And the people in Jakku know him as a smuggler. So somewhere, uh, these things are lost in translation. Yeah, yeah like the telephone game. Right. Enough but, people have said it to enough people. But I do agree with you that if if he did say the the name Plagueis, mm-hmm. somebody out there is going to know. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I, I think it's a, a such a legendary evil mm-hmm. that someone somewhere knows the tale. Maz. Yeah. But okay, so Maz, Maz. Kno- Maz knows. She's got to know. Maz knows. Han knows yeah. who who Snoke is. Leia knows who Snoke is. Well, Maz might even know who Plagueis is. Right. Yeah. Why do all of these guys know who the fuck Snoke is and nobody else knows who Snoke is? Yeah. He took our son. He corrupted our son. Mm-hmm. So who the uh, why do they know who why do they know who he is? I, I'd be in, I'd be interested to know in how much about Snoke Luke knows. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, does Luke know that's where his, like, failed apprentice but, went but, to? But see, I think that's why, that's why Ray is in hiding. I, I think that's why there's all this separation. Why is Luke in hiding? Okay. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Finish that thought. I no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's move on. We went into Darth Plagueis and Snoke. Yeah. Let's move on to who is Ray. Yeah. Who the fuck is Ray? Who is Ray? In um, <laughs> I love your hands. <laughs> it's Jamie Foxx. I like your look right now. <laughs> Are you talking about Ray Charles? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's let's take a quick break. <laughs> on that note. I, on that note, let's take a quick break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about <laughs> who is Ray. Who is Ray? <laughs> back thank you for bearing with us for that break uh let's see here you know what before we talk about who is ray i just wanted to talk about some of the things that i noticed from the uh novelization and other things that maybe i i didn't point out to other people um you know uh Bazine natal she's in the the movie she's the the chick that reports them um 
she reports to the First Order that the droid is at Maz Kanata's castle. Okay. The watering hole. Yeah. Uh, the the big alien that she's with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the novelization, it reveals his name. His name is Grumgar. Grumgar. <laughs> It's a nice name. He looks like a Grumgar. <laughs> in the movie, it also tells you the name of where Ray is, uh, where she lives, but in the novelization, it says it quite a bit more, and I didn't notice it in the movie, but I did notice it in the novelization. She's from Nima Outpost. Mm. Okay. That's on Jakku. Um, in the novelization, they give you, uh, the, uh, some, some scenes that were cut from the film. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, one of those scenes is how, how, um, Poe Dameron gets off of Jakku. Okay. And, and it's very cool. It's a very cool scene. And it introduces a character that we talked about that, uh, in our, uh, spoiler episode before the movie came out, it introduces Naka. Oh. Mm. And Naka has a hand in getting Poe off of uh, Jakku. Interesting. Very cool. You'll definitely want to listen to the novelization. Do you think any of the stuff in the novelization that was like a deleted scene will be any of the deleted scenes that we'll get on the Blu-ray? Yes. One of the deleted scenes uh, that I know about that that we should get is Unkar Plutt does show up at Maz Kanata's watering hole. Oh, wow. And it is the scene where Chewbacca rips Unkar Plutt's arm off (laughs) (laughs) and he throws it at the table with those insectoid-looking creatures oh, yeah, yeah. that we saw in uh, The Force Awakens. They're playing some kind of weird game. Yes, yes. <laughs> he actually throws it at their table, and they just kind of take the arm and toss it off to the side <laughs> and get right back to their game. Yeah. But, High stakes. Yeah. But uh, the it's great. The novelization is absolutely fantastic. If you have 10 hours... Uh, to get to to listen to it. If they listen to us, they have ten hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No excuses, listeners. Um, also, um, in the novelization, uh, the vision. I want to talk about that real quick. Yeah, what's up with the vision? In the novelization, um, there is. You don't hear there is. Do you remember hearing the young girl crying? Yeah, the mm-hmm. children. It's in the novelization. It's not. They point out that it's not like they don't point it out, but you know it's just in the movie. There's only one kid crying, and it's a crying Ray. Mm-hmm. Okay, and a lot of people were speculating like, oh, the uh, the crying is it the crying of the the dead Padawans that Anakin killed. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's okay. it's just one kid in the movie that you hear crying. In the novelization, there's no crying young Ray. She is just drawn. She feels pulled to the room in the catacombs at Maz's watering hole. So you don't hear a crying child. That's not what draws her to the room. They had to use that for the movie. Mm, that's something that J.J. added late in the game probably. Yes. But in the novelization, they ha- they can talk about how she is just pulled into that room. She's drawn to that room. She's drawn to nothing in that room but the box. Once the vision starts, she is on Bespin in that hallway. That is confirmed. She, t- she sees two figures fighting. You do hear Darth Vader. She sees a boy at the end of the hallway. Then a lightsaber slammed into the ground. And then a hand pulls it upward. You see rain, mm-hmm. like we saw in the movie. 
You see a warrior get killed. You see seven tall, cloaked figures, and they are called the Knights of Ren in the novelization. Hmm. The warrior that gets killed, I want to talk about that warrior a little bit later. But I'm, uh, I just want to talk about the vision right now. She sees a firelight from a temple. Okay. So a lot of people were talking about, like, um, you know, is is that Luke Skywalker in the vision? Yes, it is. It's hmm. Luke Skywalker in the vision with the robotic hand, and it's R2-D2. There's firelight from a temple. Is that the first temple of the Jedi? Are are they on that planet that I think it's been revealed in the script? It's called Ak-2 mm-hmm. is the planet. Is that the temple from Ak-2? Is that why she has... That's why when Kylo Ren, when he does the force and he tries and he starts talking about seeing the ocean and right he yeah. mentions the island has she been there before had to have mm. been okay so um you see r2 luke's middle hand uh then there you see in the vision in the novelization the snowy woods you hear sounds of a battle cries of the wounded a voice that says stay here i'll come back for you she calls it that voice, and then you hear it. The voice say, "Stay back, sweetheart." And then you see a figure, and it falls backwards. Um, the voice in the in the in the uh, novelization, it sounds like it's going to be a female voice. So it sounds like a female. But Jake, in your experience. And even Jay, in your experience of reading past novelizations of these movies, mm-hmm. could this could it not be a female that left them behind? Could they have just added this to the novelization because, or do you think it it's concrete? I don't know. I feel like I feel like the novelization is concrete. Okay. I feel like they wouldn't have let it slide. I think they take very. They pay very close attention to these Star Wars movie adaptations. Because I'm going to give a theory a little bit later on who dropped Ray off. Yeah, I would take that as 100% canon. So a female dropped her off. Yeah. Okay. Um, another thing that I've learned, and it's not in the novelization, though, and I thought this was interesting, is uh, Phasma's armor. Oh, is, yeah, I read this, too. Is actually made from the uh, the Naboo Nubian ship. Yeah. Oh, shit! That was in the uh, Visual Dictionary. The Visual Dictionary. That. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that is awesome. Yeah. A nice nod to the prequels. Um, you also remember in the film when um, Finn was captured by the Rathtar, the yeah. big tentacle creature with the big mouth? Mm-hmm. It didn't. It didn't eat Finn right away, mm-hmm. which was weird because we saw the Rathtar. Yeah, everyone eat. else it immediately gobbles them up. Right, yeah. Uh, I think, they, was it Han tossed one of the members of the Kanja Club mm-hmm. into the mouth of the Rathtar yes. and it ate him? Well, in the novelization, it talks about how humans are not the Rathtar's natural prey. Mm. They don't really care for the taste of the human. Um, they're more likely to tear you up limb from limb, but not eat you. So that means that the only reason the Rathar ate that one is because it was tossed in the direction of its fucking mouth. Mm. So the reason it didn't eat Finn is because it wasn't tossed at Finn. It was uh. probably going to take Finn back into a dark place and 
destroy him. <laughs> that makes sense. That was a lot of movie hoo-ha without that explanation. Hmm. Right. Okay. Um, but I thought it was interesting, though, that they introduced Naka into this. And then um, I did find out that in the original script that the first thing we were going to see was the lightsaber. Yeah. Mm. True. They True. actually took that out of the film. That was the first thing we were going to see. And we were going to see that whole story with Naka. And that was something that they did take out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Guys, how, how was the original script on the flashback part? Was there anything that in there that differed from what we ended up seeing in final film? Unfortunately, I did not get to download the original script before oh. it got pulled. I had uh, I had pulled it up on my iPhone, but by the time I got home to download it on my PC, it was gone. If any of our listeners did get a chance to download it, let me know, and please forward it to me. Yeah. I, w- I was the same way. You you yeah. sent it to me, and I was like, fuck, by the time yeah. I got home, it was already pulled. Yeah, so. I was at work, too, and yeah. then it was gone. Yeah. One of the questions that we had been asking ourselves, uh, we're going to talk about who is Ray. One of the questions that we had been asking ourselves is, does Han know who Ray is right off the bat? I think he does. I think he does, too. Okay. I think he does. Yeah. In Chapter 8 of the novelization, she talks about the presser. The com- excuse me. She talks about the compressor that Ankar Plutt put on the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. And Han Solo, in his own head, in the novelization, says to himself, who is this girl? Yeah. He mm-hmm. has no idea. Hmm. Han has no idea who the girl is. Yeah, in the movie, there's like so many moments that you think he does, like yes. the way he looks at her. But, yeah. but later on in the movie, remember when he's at uh, Maz Kanata's watering hole, he mm-hmm. says, what's the story with the girl? Even he does not know. See, I thought that's what Maz said to Han in the movie. No, Maz says it to her. Uh, uh, Han says it to Maz. Are you sure he about says, that? What's the story with the girl? And she and and uh, then it it breaks away. I thought it's. I think it's the other way around. I think Maz says who that line. Mm-mm, I don't. Oh, I really do. I really feel I solid it, about that. I think it's Han that says, "What's the story with the girl?" No, I feel like it's Maz. And I feel like it's away. Han. I can, feel, can I, feel, I have to see it again? We're going to have to agree to disagree on that. Yeah, we will. I think it's Han. And also, I know 100%, if you read Chapter 8 in the novelization, Han says to himself, who is this girl? No, I, I trust you on that. But in the movie, I swore it was... it Because was, that's another clue that made me think Han knew. Because I thought maybe when they cut away, Han actually tells Maz the answer. The only thing that made me think that Han might know who she was when she says, I've never seen this much green before. Mm-hmm. And he looks at her and he gives her a strange look. Like you that's, have. That's the only time that I thought. Because I remember Han saying uh, in the movie, what's the story with the girl? And they cut away. Uh-huh. That's Han that says that. It's not Maz. I know, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. I could be wrong, whatever. I've been wrong before. I mean, pretty much everything she says, he 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 responds in a way as to like I know what you're. I already know. Like yeah. even when she's being taken away mm-hmm. by Kylo Ren. But in the novelization, but yeah, no, Maz asks Solo, "Who's the girl?" Really? Yeah, and then they cut away. Okay, I could have sworn it's like when when it's Finn and Han. And they're down. They're they're away from her. Uh-huh. And and then and then Han asks, "What's the story with the girl?" That's I think the, I think it's when it's when Finn is talking to the two like people that are going to take him off the planet, and then Han and Maz are talking, mm-hmm. right? And then Maz says, "Who's the girl?" Is that is that what happens? That is what happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Of, that, yeah, when Maz asks, "Who's the girl?" to Han, it cuts away. 
There's so many uh, okay. fucking layers to this. Yeah. And this, this person says, <laughs> I think Han knows who she is, and I think he told Maz when they cut away. Okay. I'm going with the novelization, because he says, in his own head, uh-huh. who is this girl? Okay. So I don't think he knows. But is that right when they meet? You're talking about that being when it's with the compressor and everything, and yes. maybe he hasn't quite figured it out that he knows who the girl is yet. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't clarify anything later. Yeah, but I'm just okay. saying, like, there's, there's, like, he doesn't know who she is right away. Yeah, at that moment, and it never clarifies that he does know who. So, she is. He, okay, so here's another point: Is he going to Maz to find out for himself, or is he actually going to find out for Finn and Ray? Like, is he going to Maz to like, I need to know these fucking answers myself? I don't fucking know. I think he's going to the only person that he knows that understands the force exactly exactly that's you know what i mean still that yeah. he knows i mean because like luke he gone. knows he would have gone to luke but he knows something's up he knows something is up enough to like i need to go see this thousand year old fucking pirate right to find out what the fuck's going on i agree with brian though i think it's more of a fact that the mission is to find luke and han's best chance of getting information about that is going to Maz. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. Like, okay, so here's my takeaway from the films. My biggest takeaway is that Han seems to don't give a fuck about what happens to Ray because he already knows who Ray is. No, I don't That's think That's what I think. It's like he... In the novelization, when he first, when he meets Ray, and after the whole compressor scene, he <laughs> says, who is this girl? He does not know. Okay. Okay. He does not know in the novelization. Okay. I wish if I had audio, I would play it right now. Yeah. And he, it's right after the scene where the, she where she fucking is talking about the compressor, and she's it impresses her that she knows about this compressor. But in the movie, it also talks about how she's been in this ship before. So she knows where certain things in the ship are. In the movie, they don't let you know that. Yeah. The but who is this girl could be taken differently, though. Like, he, Han could exactly know who she is and then see her doing that shit and be like, who is this girl? Yeah. Like, nah, you could be saying that about... It doesn't feel right. like that when you're, re when you're listening to it. It doesn't feel like that. Yeah. But as far as the movie is concerned, like, every interaction with Han regarding uh, Ray is just haphazard. Yeah. He's like, I know she's fine. Every time, like, something happens to her, she's just like, yeah, that's fine. I agree with Jay. She's being taken away by Kylo Ren. She'll be fine. That's what it feels. He didn't for say me, that. For me, it was he was more concerned about his son. He saw his fucking son. Okay, okay. And then Leia shows right up afterwards. Okay, that's he's a huge, make, that's make, huge point. He's huge making point. a beeline okay. over to the fucking Leia's ship. He saw Leia's ship. He knows her ship. Okay. And he's going to tell Leia that, oh, my God, I just saw our son. Okay. Yeah, that's why he disregards Finn. He's like, that's yeah, yeah, that, that's a secondary point that Ray's yes. gone. It's not like, oh, my God, I saw Kylo Ren take off with our niece. No, it's I just saw my fucking son right. for the first time in 15 years. And here's Leia coming in yes. at the same time. I'm going to okay. make a beeline and talk to Mom. Okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. I still do think Han knows who she is. I feel like it's it, I, even God with that damn even it. with that line in the book. I 100% believe you that that it says that it in the book. It says it in the book. But that doesn't dissuade me. I never get the feeling that he knows who she is. I in feel the book. like he does. The only time I got the feeling that he knew she she was was when in the movie 
when she says she's not seen this much green before and he gives her the strange look. Nothing in the novelization gives me the feeling that he knew who she was. I know, but isn't that... I think that- there's other parts in the movie, too. Like, I think when he's offering her the job... It's because he cares about her I think it's and knowing setting who her she up was. As the fucking the 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 next uh, the next he knows he's not going to be around forever, so it's setting her up as the next uh, captain of the Falcon. But true, yeah. true, and you're right, and you're right. But she why? knows she knows Wookie. You're right. She speaks Wookie. She speaks Droid. She speaks all these languages. Yeah. But why is he so keen to her right off the bat as Han Solo? The fucking infamous smuggler. Why is he already... If anybody's going to know her, I think it's going to be fucking... I think it's going to be uh, Kylo. Oh, yeah. I don't disagree disagree. Yeah, I don't disagree But I don't know that... I think Han might have been out of the picture before he even knew who Rey was. I don't know, man. He responded... I'm just saying, in the novelization, it did not feel like he knew her. Yeah, and that scene with Maz and Han, that was... like To me, there's like four or five different parts where I'm like, man, Han knows who this girl is. Yeah. Mm. I felt like that, too. I'm not discounting what you're saying about about the novelization. I hear you. It's not not at all. I'm not discounting it either. No, I'm agreeing with you. It's the last thing that I fucking watched. I've seen the movie five times, but the last thing, Force Awakens, that I've, you know, had... Been in, con- been in contact with was the fucking novelization. Yeah. So that's what I'm going No, and, and like I said, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. I think there was something odd about how Han responded to everything involving Rey. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Just odd. As the, Han Solo, the, the character. In the film, there was. Yeah. But when you read the novelization, I just didn't get that. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm interested as fuck as to what exactly that. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about Rey. Let's talk about a little bit more of who is Ray. Let's talk about. Um, let's ask Khan. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about. The, let's talk oh, he's about. Dead. Let's talk about the vision. <laughs> who do you think dropped Ray off on Jakku? Ah, good question. Mara Jade. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Who do you think dropped Ray off on Jakku? Uh, Luke's current hoe. No. <laughs> no. Leia. No. No, fuck. I don't know. I don't know. Watto. I <laughs> uh, I think Max Van, Max Van Sido's character had something to do with it, but he's not the one who dropped her off. Lor Santeca. Jay, I am in agreement with you on Lor Santeca. Okay. I... Totally agree with you. Who on the that fuck point. dropped her off? All right, yeah. This is, let me bring up a theory, and I did not invent this theory, but I kind of side with this theory. But it does conflict with the novelization. If the female voice that dropped him off, of course, was a was a female. Character. Okay, okay. So let me get this straight. We heard a female voice in the novelization. Okay, the novelization when when the vision is there. Let me go back to let me go back to those quotes, and the the narrator does give like a female voice when he says when she gets dropped off he says um let me try to find this i did have it where did, where was it um i'm sorry guys I, i'm not prepared i i read it earlier when i talked about the female voice that dropped them mm-hmm. off yeah we because that's we talked about whether or not the books were canon or not yeah, yeah. uh here we go i'm gonna find it here Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, you hear a female voice. She uh, says, stay here. I'll come back for you. And then later says, uh, stay back, sweetheart. Oh, okay. mm. 
I mean, obviously, you would think that that would be Ray's mom, whoever yeah. that is. Yeah. Hmm. I want to talk about another theory here, though, that I've heard and that I want to talk about, and I'm kind of leaning towards, uh, that I think it would make for a great story. I don't know if it's true or not, but could, in that vision, could it have been Kylo Ren that dropped her off on Jakku? <sighs> why? Okay, why? Why do you say that? Let me explain. <laughs> yeah, please. All right. The guys from MakingStarWars.net, they said that in the credits, do you remember in the vision, the one character that some are saying is Constable Zuvio get, yeah. that's get, that gets stabbed by the lightsaber? Mm-hmm. Is They're saying, oh, that's Constable Zuvio. It's not Constable Zuvio. The guys from MakingStarWars.net have confirmed that he is listed as a Knight of Ren. The guy Constable Zuvio? No, no, no. Or the knife? Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was excited. Whoa. <laughs> no, no. The people that the the guy that people are mistaking was a knight for of Constable Zuvio is not Constable Zuvio. Instead, his helmet is just a helmet of one of the members of the Knights of Ren. Wow. Okay. Yeah, why is he? So he's getting stabbed by a good guy's lightsaber. So he's getting no. He's getting stabbed by. Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Mm. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Why would he kill him? After the Knights of Ren kill the Jedi, this particular knight goes to kill Rey. Kylo, not being fully evil yet, and can't kill his cousin, he kills that knight, drops her off on Jakku to forget about her, even as... okay. Luke wouldn't leave her with Uncar Plot. Right. No, no. I like your fucking theory. The mother. I couldn't see the mother leaving her with Uncar Plot. No. Even in me, when you watch the movie, even as the ship flies off with her uh, leaving, leaving her with Uncar Plot, when the ship flies off in the distance, when the sky goes dark, when that scene ends, yeah. you see Kylo, Ma- Kylo Ren's mask in the sunset. Yeah, you do. When it does go dark. You do. Um. I think Luke did know her whereabouts on Jakku, but to keep her safe, he did stay away. He had Lor Santeca. This goes back to what you said, Jay. Mm-hmm. He had Lor Santeca, the old guy from the beginning of the film, watch her like Ben did in Episode Four, just like a, just like Ben yeah. watched Luke. Yeah, Lor Santeca is listed as an ally of the Resistance. Also, in the visual aid of the movie. He's a member of what's called the Church of the Force. Hmm. So I think he was a part of Luke's Jedi Temple. Wow. Part of that academy. He might not have been a Padawan, Mm -hmm. but he was definitely a part of the Church of the Force. He might have helped him actually find the first Jedi Temple. And also, he might be an Alderaan survivor. Oh, wow. You're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> I'm thinking that maybe Kylo wiped her mind. Dude. Dude. He wiped her mind. He's more, we saw in the movie, he's more of a mental side of the of the force. Right. Mm-hmm. Made a big point of that. As is, you know, uh, just like Luke. He was trained by Luke. He's more of the Yoda, Luke, mm-hmm. mental side of the force. He's not Obi-Wan and trained in the lightsaber. So here's the story. She's probably Luke's daughter. But I think the twist is Kylo dropped her off on Jakku. She probably trained with the Jedi. Kylo was favored early. 
Mm. Kylo is favored early in the training. Okay. But then when Luke and mysterious mother, whoever she may be, have Rey, then Luke's focus went to Rey. If she's half Kenobi, which is the other part of this. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not saying this is true, Mm -hmm. but I'm saying if she's half Kenobi, this theory makes even more sense. Anthony Bresnikan from Entertainment Weekly had a theory that she might be half Kenobi. If she is half Kenobi, this theory makes a little bit more sense because she's a full-blood Jedi on both sides of the family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. That would give her a lot more, like, inherit power, you would Absolutely. think. Absolutely. Yeah. And Kylo only gets it on mom's side. Yeah. Which makes him resent his father. Oh, man. He wants power. We've already heard Ray said, you're worried about not being powerful as Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. He always wants more power. Even Ray says, yeah, like I said, you're, power, you're not as powerful as Vader. You're worried about not being as, power as ba- uh, powerful as Vader. So Ray is now the favorite student. Right. Kylo resents this and wants to go the easy route, promised by Snoke, to become more powerful. <laughs> Just like Anakin was promised the easy route of bringing people back from the dead. Right. Mm-hmm. From the dark side. True. So Kylo has its... He has a feeling it's his cousin that he dropped off on Jakku in the movie, in The Force Awakens. And he fully knows by the end of the movie that it is her. Uh-huh. But why tell her of her destiny when you want all the power for yourself? <laughs> why tell her? Shit. Oh, you're my cousin. Right. Yeah. No, right. I don't I don't want you to know your full potential. Right. Fuck that. No. It's it's to his advantage that she not know any exactly. of that. Exactly. But he told Snoke. This is a this is just a theory. I'm not saying I believe everything. I I I I I I, I don't even know if Kai based on the novelization, I think that a woman dropped her off. Okay. So this is where it comes in question if Kylo even dropped her off, and I don't even know if she's half Kenobi. No. Right. So this is all this this all makes for a great story, but I mean, could any of this be true? It's a well thought out theory, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah, but I think the biggest hole is like what you said, the novelization having the woman dropping him off. Right. That puts the biggest hole in that theory yeah. to me. Like the woman would obviously if both were true, then the woman isn't Ray's mom. It's a mind wipe. Yeah. It's another part of this fake Kylo fucking Fuck. made her forget about him. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, either A, the woman's not his mom, or it's an, a fake memory that Kylo's implanted mm-hmm. into her. So he didn't want her to remember him. But it wasn't used in the film. That's the thing that, like, it wasn't used in the film. Right. So, like, how closely did, you know, the Alan Dean Foster book... See, I feel like they combed through that thing with the... Like, you know, every word of it and approved it before they let that shit hit press. There's yeah. no way they would let something that fucked things up go away. My my question to you guys is, do you feel like Kylo Ren can't be redeemed after what he's done? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Do you feel like this is a story not about necessarily Ray or Finn or Poe? Is this the story about Kylo Ren? Is this a story about his redemption? Is that is that like a better story as opposed to Ren being the unknown, lost, you know, whatever she is? Mm-hmm. Is it is it a cooler story to hear the story of Kylo Ren coming to his redemption? Right. Because to because to me like that is to me like right now 
that's the story. It's Kylo Ren coming to his redemption in these next couple of movies. Based on the novelization, the fact that when he kills Han Solo, and when I when I heard the novelization say that it it made him feel weaker, yeah. Once he killed Han, it's weird. I kept thinking to myself that yeah, it could be a redemption story for for Kylo. What would be more interesting to you? I mean, because would it would it be more at interesting? that point? At that point, Snoke lied to him. Mm-hmm. True. Snoke said, Snoke said in order to be more powerful and to embrace your destiny, just like you know, fucking uh, Anakin threw his away. And I think Anakin became more powerful once he fucking defeated the Emperor. Yeah. Even though he was dying. Yeah. He became one with the Force, and that's more powerful than anything. Yeah. But I think, I think he should realize at this point that fucking Snoke lied to him. Right. Like, he should be questioning Snoke the next time he sees him face to face, because that's where the movie's going next. It's like, Huck said, get me Kylo Ren. And the book confirms that Kylo Ren is taken by Hux. Yeah. So he did not die. On Starkiller Base. In no. the book, it confirms that he was taken off, off the planet. Okay. Okay. So he survives this. When they are all sitting together, Kylo Ren should be looking at Snoke and saying, why am I not feeling more powerful? Right. Why did I feel weaker after that? He should be questioning his methods, his teachings. Yeah, I've had a big worry that that's a scene we won't see just due to how much time is going to be skipped between episode seven and eight. Because that is one of the scenes that I want to see more than anything is the mm-hmm. next confrontation between Snoke and Kylo Ren. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that's not something that's implied. Right. That's already happened already. Great point. So I think a lot of people are wanting to know like what happens after like Ray looks at Luke and like what happens with like the first confrontation of Hux, Kylo, and Snoke. Yeah, maybe we will get our first Star Wars movie that just takes place immediately after the last one. Maybe that is what we're in, we're in store for. I think that's what we deserve. I think so too. I yeah. think so too. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, as far as like you're talking about like with redemption, yeah, it makes me think that yeah there could be because like with Kylo feeling weaker after this. He's got a question, like, what the, what am I doing? Right. What am I, why do I, why am I feeling like this? Yeah. Yeah, why are things worse after I did what Snoke fucking told me to do? Yeah. They didn't make it a focal point, and that's why I kind of feel like it might be the main draw of the story. Like, why wasn't that a focal point, but, like, Ray and Finn's journey was a focal point? Because Kylo's journey was... Like, way more intriguing to me than any of those characters. Not mm-hmm. that I didn't love them. Of course I loved them. Right. But Kylo's story was like, I don't know. It felt, it felt open-ended. Mm-hmm. It felt like it could go, you know, either way. Like, he right. might totally turn to the dark side or he might not. It doesn't feel like he... Like, the you feel for his character. Yeah. He's an asshole, but... I mean, am I wrong? Like, did you guys like feel some sympathy sympathy for that guy? Oh, totally. Okay. After after he killed Han, his mouth like opened up. Yeah. Okay. Did you notice that? Yeah, like, after yeah. he killed his, and then his uh, mouth opened up like. <gasps> yeah. And then and then they cut to uh, Leia, and she does the exact same thing. Like, oh yeah. my gosh! Like she felt it too. And in the novelization, it also it points out that like Leia feels it in the Force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And so. With him being weaker and with him being weaker and taking the shot of the bowcaster and I think mentally like he he's so deep into this like he wants to fucking be part of the dark side but I I, I feel like after he did what he did to Han 
I think there's doubt in him. He's a, he's such yeah. a torn conflict, character. Conflicted. That's yeah. a great point, Brian. I, I think you're exactly right. I think he feels like even if he thinks that maybe this isn't right, he's gone this far already. Right. Right. That it, there's just no going back. For and him. for no what means? Back. Like, yeah. what's what's his ultimate oh, goal? Whoops! I fucked up. I killed my father. Let me join the resistance now. Yeah. There's he has no choice in his head. Yeah. But uh-huh. to keep going the path of the dark Is side. Is that why He's, he asked Ray to? T- that if he can teach her so they can take over Snoke. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I think so. Oh, shit. You Good question. I mean? Like, I'll teach you the ways of the Force. Maybe, like, he killed his father. Dude. And he's like, okay, well, Han, my father, already told me that Snoke's going to get rid of me. So I'll... Dude, he was so adamant. I feel her, you know. He was know. so adamant. Like, in in their fucking struggle, like, where he could have got his head cut mm-hmm. off, he was like, you should join me. Even even if if if, if Kylo knows there's something special with Rey, and he does, mm-hmm. then Snoke knows there's something special with Rey. Absolutely. Oh, he totally does. Absolutely. The, he all but says, that, says it, pretty in much. In the novelization, yeah. when Rey is confronted by Kylo in the forest of Takadana... He looks into her eyes, and there's a quote, and it says, um, Kylo says, there is something. Who are you? Mm. He knows there's something special about her even then. This is before the fucking mind interrogation on fucking Starkiller Base. Right. He knows there's something up with this girl. Yeah. Which was kind of brought up in the movie. Who's this girl? Right. He yeah. keeps bringing that up again the and again. The famous girl I've heard so much about. Yeah. Who's right. this girl? Right. Yeah. Fuck. I cannot wait for episode eight. Fuck. Brian no, no. Johnson is just going to fucking just blow our dicks off. I know, yeah. man. He's got such a great playground to play in, too. Absolutely. I mean, he, he the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> in the novelization, uh, one of the last things I wanted to talk about, um, in the novelization, Han said, those that knew Luke, we're going to talk about Luke Skywalker, those that knew Luke best said he went looking for the first Jedi temple. Mm. Uh, called it kind of a, is it, it, is it a personal quest of his? Hmm. Yeah, why did he need to find that all of a sudden? What's the significance and importance of this, yeah, yeah. What's there? What's I I know the Jedi teach patience, but why is it so important to find <laughs> the temple while in seclusion, while Snoke controls his nephew and more of the galaxy day by day by day? What is the importance of this fucking temple? Wow. Why is he secluded? Why does he have to find this temple? What's the big deal with this fucking serene temple on this fucking island while the fucking universe is falling apart? Yeah, what is it going to tell him? Thank you. Him? Yeah. What is it going to teach him? Huh? Does he have like a fucking direct 1-800 number to Yoda? <laughs> I want to know. Yoda yeah. left some hieroglyphics there. That's what I want. What, what's the significance? Yeah. Wow. That's fucking that, that I have no fucking answers. That's a mind. No thing. answers. Yes. It's got to be some stuff about the Force that even Luke doesn't even know yet. Just okay. maybe some kind of, like, stuff, you know, of the right. Force science that even he doesn't know yet. Because, like, you know, we did, he didn't have the best of teachings. No. I mean, Yoda didn't even get a finish. 
Right. So he probably feels like there's still stuff he could learn. Yoda basically told him that you'll be a Jedi once you face your once you face Vader. Right. Yeah, well, that was it. Like, oh, yeah. here's the end of your training. He didn't give him like a book. Right. <laughs> right. right. There was there there was no fucking like uh, brochure, no pamphlet. Yeah. Jedi no. handbook rule number one thirty seven. No no instruction guide. I think he's looking wow. for that kind of stuff. Just more direction about Jedi and Force right. and the dark side and the light side if, if and just he's, knowledge. If he's the Luke Skywalker. How long does it take him, though? Yeah. How long are you going to sit on that fucking rock before you fucking do anything, Luke? Yeah, is that even the place, though? That's one thing I've wondered. It, are both things the same? Yeah. Is where Luke seclu- did Luke just give up and go into hiding and never find the Jedi Temple? Right. Or is that island the home of the Jedi Temple? Yeah. I don't think either of those things that's really been answered. And yet. if Lor Senteca helped him find it, then why did he need to give the chip to Poe Dameron? Yeah, exactly. It's a great point too. Damn. It's all theoretical. So I don't know. I kind of feel like the finding of the Jedi Temple is still something yet to happen. Mm. That maybe Luke will need Ray's help. To continue that search for the Jedi Temple and yeah, yet find but it. There still. was in the novelization. I did talk about. Um, there was the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She sees firelight from a temple. Don't we it, see that's in the movie be, too? It could be a temple just from the Church of the Force. Yeah, it could be just a temple from the Church of the Force. The fucking, you know, it doesn't have to be the first Jedi Temple. Right. It could be just a temple from the Church of the Force. You know, that members of the Church of the Force, like the Padawans and maybe Lor Santeca. We see that in the movie too. In the flashback, I swear we see that big tower of fucking firelight coming up from some building mm. in her flashback. Like that's a moment that happens in the movie too. Okay. I assume that's the same moment you're describing. It's it's the, the the firelight from the temple is when uh, we see R two and Luke's metal. Yeah, light. yeah, that happens in the movie too. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So <sighs> yeah, and it's hard to tell in the movie. Like, there's no significance in that brief. It moment. doesn't have to be. But see, then it brings me back to when Kylo's pulling information out of her, and she's talking about he's talking about seeing an ocean. Yeah, she sees yeah. it. She's like, yeah, you you dream of an ocean. So yeah. yeah, maybe she, maybe it's just her meeting Luke that he pulls you, out of her, not necessarily anything the to do future. with the future. You also, yes, yes. you also hear like when he's talking about the ocean, you also hear sound effects. Yeah, and you hear a bird. Yeah, and towards the end of the movie, I tried to listen to see if I could hear the same bird call. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I heard so, that. Yeah, I, like, am I matching up this vision that she's having with this island that Luke's on right now? But but I think it's one and the same, and it could be the future. It could be mm. she's seeing the future. Right. Of meeting up with, is this is this fucking Ray's downfall? Is is Ray going to go to the dark side? Hold on, in the novelization, there is a part where uh, she can kill Kylo Ren, and she is tempted by the dark side. Uh-huh. And you, she hears Snoke's voice, and Snoke's voice says, "Kill him." Why does she mm. hear Snoke's voice? She hears Snoke's voice. Well, if he is able to manipulate midichlorians. And if he was able to manipulate Minichlorians to create Anakin, she comes from that bloodline. He may have more an influence over the Skywalker family than we even know about. Holy shit. If he is Plagueis. Yeah, yeah. That, would, that would make sense. But if you're just talking about the Force as being a religion, well, he could be Satan in this. True. In in this, you know what I mean? Right. And, you know, he could be like the 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 puppet master in this and he could be the voice of the dark side he could be the dark side for all we know but see like the thing is like she in the novelization she actually hears when uh right before she closes her eyes she hears him say kill him oh 
she's she's attracted to she's she's pulled by the dark side, but she but she says no to the dark side, just like Luke said no to the dark side. Right, right. She okay. never gave in to the dark side. She was tempted. Yeah. Just you know, she was tempted by the dark side. It's the easy way. Yeah. She was tempted, but she didn't give in to it. Just like Luke didn't give in to it. Right. You could be tempted. Doesn't matter. Yeah. No, it doesn't mean that you're going down that path. You can be tempted by anything. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're going down that path. You can just say no. And she said no. Wow. She could have killed Kylo. She could have killed Kylo. She could have killed Kylo mm-hmm. in, in the, the movie. In the yeah, novelization yeah. as well. She, in the novelization she, in the she movie. Killed, she could have killed Kylo. In the novelization, you actually hear Weird. Snoke, Snoke say, kill him. Dude. Snoke, Snoke tells her to kill him. Just like in uh, the the prequels. Yeah, when um, Dooku. Yes, yes. When Palpatine says, Oh, no, it is Palpatine. Palpatine yeah, tells says, him to kill Dooku. Tells him to kill Dooku, and Anakin oh. gives in. Do it. <laughs> Do it. That's pretty yep. cool. I have, yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Where does the concept of the churches of the force come from? That has been brought up in, uh, I think you hear it in the novelization, but I know it was brought up in the visual dictionary. Okay. It under, talks about it in the visual dictionary. Under what chapter do you know? I believe it talk, when it describes, it's either the visual dictionary, what's the other book that came out on The Art of Star Wars? Yeah, one of those books where it talks about uh, Lor Senteca. Yeah. It says he's a member of the Church of the Force. That's wow. interesting. The thing about the Art of Star Wars, though, is it's not as canon as the visual dictionary. It's the one like, that actually, it's, it's, it's the one that actually shows, like, the character, um, okay. the pictures of the characters from okay. the movies and stuff like that. It's the one that's got Constable Zuvio in it. And yeah. It talks about him. But it talks about Lor Senteca. In his description, they talk about him being a uh, member of the Church of the Force. Okay. Oh, man. Interesting. That's crazy. So, okay. Shit. Last thing I wanted to talk about before we wrap up is I'm going to hand it over to Jake. We're going to talk about the comments that Max Landis made about uh, Ray being a Mary Sue. Jake, I want you to tell us. I want you to I want you to explain this. Like, what's a Mary Sue? What is Max Landis talking about, and uh, if you agree, disagree? Yeah, Mary Sue is basically a female character, and it doesn't always have to be a female character, but it's a male character. It's actually referred to as a Gary, Gary Sue. It's a Gary Stu. Oh, Gary Stu. Gary <laughs> That's Stu. funny. Yeah. And um, it's basically a character that can do no wrong and is perfect at everything with no like explanation ever given. They're and a just- lot of times, uh, Mary Sue or a Gary Stu is the writer putting themselves into that character and writing themselves into that character. Yeah, exactly. And basically what Landis is proposing is that Ray is a Mary Sue. She's perfect at everything. She's able to fix any problem with a ship. She can speak all these alien languages. She's instantly proficient in the force, instantly proficient in using a lightsaber, instantly proficient in flying the Millennium Falcon. And that he, he's kind of anti Star Wars The Force Awakens because of how like perfect they make Ray. <laughs> like he, he basically despises the character of Ray. Yeah. Because she's just so perfect in everything. And um he even says he made a video talking about all this and Yeah, he uh his tweet, excuse me, was Star Wars the Mary Sue Awakens. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh there was another post about this and they said uh Ray is a Professional scavenger, mechanic, pilot, staff weapon combat user, climber and repeller, fluent in more than one language, blaster user and perfect shot, force user, lightsaber weapon duelist. Talking about all the skills that she has in this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she misses on her first shot. 
That's true. <laughs> and, in the novel, and in the novelization, she doesn't ter- take the safety off. Yeah. And even in the movie, she doesn't take she the doesn't safety, safety off. off. And then a- after she shoots for the first time, she misses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then kind of grims down and then gets her second shot off. I thought it was interesting in the novelization. You remember when uh, Kylo stops the blast? Yeah. In the um, in the actual uh, novel in the novelization in the movie he stops the blast in the novelization he actually lifts up the the blaster and then just destroys it with his mind. Oh, oh that's awesome! Fuck. Yeah, yeah and Landis <laughs> basically goes on record in this video and says that to him it doesn't matter if in future movies like Episode Eight or Episode Nine they give credence to why Ray was able to do this that it's the fault of this movie. That it doesn't explain it right then and there. Uh-huh. That and he literally says, he says, TV is allowed to have episodes and do things like this where later on they explain, but a movie has to have a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it's incomplete to have those inconsistencies. <laughs> what the fuck, hat? And it's like, what the? <laughs> well, see, the thing is, like, me, me and Jake are fans of Max Landis. Yeah, I am, I am really, too. It's really I annoying to hear him say shit it like is. this. It, 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 I mean, I, Max Landis is like one of those guys that. Jake and I both follow his Twitter. We enjoy most of the things that he's done. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of Chronicle, and I loved American Ultra. And uh, his Superman comic book is fantastic. And, you know, Victor Frankenstein was not that great. No. <laughs> but, I mean, other than that, I really like the guy. And to hear him make these statements... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let me see if I can find this video real quick. It's pretty fucking ridiculous. It's like, like did you criticize Luke? For having those same well, fucking on. issues. If you're gonna, hold on, if you're gonna, if you're, if anybody's a Mary Sue, it's Luke. Yeah, because George Lucas grew up on a farm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If anybody's gonna insert themselves into a character, it's George Lucas. Yeah. growing up on a farm. Did you criticize that shit? Well, no. I, <laughs> yeah, it just it makes no sense to me. There's so many parts. Like Star Wars always does that. There's always things that don't make any sense until you see another movie. Like it's like the Star me, Wars way. Like you said to me the other day, you're like, "Well, that's why it's called Episode Seven. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't. A movie is a movie, no matter what. It doesn't have to abide by a certain form of storytelling or format. Thank God. To, yeah, exactly. That's what makes the art so fucking interesting in the first place. Yep. I don't know. I'd why hate, all the hate? Why all the hate for Max? Landis, I hate to then? say this, but Jealousy. I kind of feel like. Max Landis is a little bit of a bitter Betty because yeah. he had two movies that didn't financially do so well. Right. And then this movie that he doesn't see as perfect is knocking the socks out of everything in the theater. Yeah. Is he siding with George Lucas too, the creator? Does it have anything to do with it or is it just fucking just him being bitter? I think he's being a bitter Betty. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, and, I, and that really kind of upsets me. It really takes – I have – I had – a ton of respect for Max Landis. Me too. And I've kind of lost a little bit of that. Agreed. With hearing all this bullshit. Like, yeah. I just think he's being a super bitter Betty about all this shit. Yeah. And yeah, our listeners, I, I guess it's too long to play because it's like six minutes and 28 seconds. But he goes on a six minute and 28 second rant yeah. about how much he hates Star Wars The Force yeah. Awakens. It's definitely worth listening to. I mean, I, I and I followed his Twitter and he was like, you know, if you want to check out a great movie, you know, more people should be talking about Room. And I, I agree with him there. Yeah. But on the flip side, The Force Awakens is a damn good movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a damn good movie. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to call Ray a Mary Sue is completely unwarranted. No. Yeah, we've spent how many, how much time have we spent trying to figure out 
how Ray can do all this. It's not because the writers just made her fucking perfect. Right. It's because there's a reason to this. There's no, storytelling reason to all this fucking no, shit. No, J.J. Abrams, they're saying basically J.J. Abrams inserted himself into the Star Wars universe and yeah. Ray is the character that he would be. No, I'm sorry. Lawrence Kasdan is also involved in this. Yeah. And I think that, that I don't think that Lawrence and JJ were just like, oh, okay, let's do some fan fiction here. I think that they did the fucking universe justice yeah. with this film. Yeah. I, I don't think Max Landis paid very much attention to this movie, to be honest with you. He also rants on and on about Finn and how the movie never makes any sense out of as to why Finn would turn from the First Order and go to the good guy's side. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was plain as day in the movie. It why, was why fucking was plain as day. It was yeah. emotional impact. They didn't fucking explain shit even when finn had a helmet on yeah they yeah. didn't explain it you knew just the way it was shot you knew what he was going through fucking exactly. brilliant this guy's fucking jealous as shit it's fucking bullcrap and the movie itself force awakens reveals later on when you find out finn's previous occupation that this was his first time even on the war field exactly he said it himself time. He yeah. sent him in the movie. Side note, did you guys hear about Kevin Smith talking about that? No. no. Uh-uh. I was listening to one of Kevin Smith's podcasts. It may have been Hollywood Babylon, and it was absolutely fantastic. J.J. did this intentionally when uh, when you're watching Clerks, and uh, there's a quote from, uh, like, I think it was Randall who said, like, do you, and they were talking about contractors on the Death Star. <laughs> yeah. And Randall said, do you think a stormtrooper, your average stormtrooper knows anything about, like, you know, uh, installing a uh, water main <laughs> and talking about plumbers on the Death Star? Yeah. Well, I've, I've heard this connection. That's hilarious. So basically, like, that Finn being in sanitation. Yeah. Is a direct connection to that. <laughs> right. To the Clark's com- Yeah. Clerks. Right. And uh, Kevin said when he was watching the movie, like a little tear ran down because <laughs> he made his impact on Star Wars. Like in a time where nobody was talking about the Star Wars films in the nineties, mm-hmm. Kevin Clerk, uh, Kevin Smith was still like raising that Star Wars flag, you know, holding it up high and fucking still talking about yeah. Star Wars, and and uh, it meant a lot to Kevin. And I, I believe it one hundred percent. Oh yeah. JJ invited him on set. So yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I thought it was a great callback to Kevin, and I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure JJ was influenced by that clerk speech, too. I buy it 100% too. Yeah. yeah. And I, if, I, if I didn't, I wouldn't say that. I know. <laughs> I know. You're not the biggest fan of Kevin Smith. Yeah. We, we, all, we all know. You, you love your Funko Pops and yes. your fucking Lego Dimensions, but fuck Kevin Smith, right? No, I would not buy a Kevin Smith Funko Pop. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Silent Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Even Silent Bobblehead. I'm not having anything to do. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I think that's what makes this Star Wars so good. Yeah. I think Abrams was totally in tune with what people were saying. I think he totally was aware. Like, for the first time in a long time, and this is a good... Hold on, hold on, hold on. What about the people? What about the people that are saying this is a complete ripoff of A New Hope and Empire? Yeah. Basically, he took A New Hope and Empire and he put them into one movie. Yeah. That's an easy thing to shit on, but if you're, like, shitting on that, then I have nothing in common with you. I think that's a load of crap, too, though, to if be honest with you. Well, I, I, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. If you're trying to reinvent... Yeah, there, there, there are some similarities. I mean, let's not... Let's not oh, yeah. Let's, I mean, we can talk about how there aren't similarities, but on the flip side, we can talk about how there are similarities. Um, you know, the, instead of, you know, we have the hologram showing us, like, the, the plans of the Death Star... 
Uh, and then now we've got BB-8 with the with the chip from Lor Senteca. Yeah, yeah, um, you know. agreed. But it, it's not like people make it sound like it's a beat for beat ripoff of A New Hope, you know, and that's where I have a problem. Luke rescues Leia, and we've got Finn rescuing Poe. Yeah, yeah. We've got a guy in a black mask in A New Hope, and we also have a villain with a black mask in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a. Uh, character with a cool design that doesn't do anything <laughs> yeah. in Boba Fett. And also we got it again in Captain Phasma. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've got cute little droids. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the list goes on. I mean, I can, I can go on and on. And I, on. I can too, but I still don't think it's a direct ripoff of a new hope. Like, yeah. I think that's silly. I'm not saying that I yeah. agree with those people because I still watched it five times and I love this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a new hope itself is a direct ripoff of classic ancient mythology. Exactly. Itself. Well, yeah. I don't have a fucking problem if this is the same fucking oh. beat for beat movie. But George Lucas was inspired by Buck Rogers. Exactly. Yeah. Like, if you don't fucking know that, then you don't know shit about Star Wars to well, begin with. Superman's shut your a, fucking mouth. Super, yeah, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Superman was a ripoff of John Carter. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Everything, and everything came from Shakespeare. There's nothing new under the fucking <laughs> so, sun. So, yeah. so if this is the movie that I, that we needed to fucking, uh, reignite the Star Wars franchise, then by all means, if you consider it a ripoff, and you hate it for that. Yeah. Well, you're you're missing out. In my opinion, you're missing out. You're missing out on all the fun because I had a great fucking time right. watching this movie. Agreed. Right. Not nitpicking this movie and just enjoying myself in the theater. And it's not one of those moments where I'm like, oh, just let's just be happy to be alive. Yeah. No, it was beautifully shot. Yeah. The story was great. The characters are great. It was re- great reconnecting with Han. Not so much Leia. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great reconnecting with it was great reconnecting with Han. Yeah. You didn't like Leia? I don't know, man. She was there. Yeah, she was okay. She was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was she didn't blow my dick off or anything. This was a Han centric movie. <laughs> it was Han centric. Yeah. And one of the things that I found interesting is uh the Michael Arndt script, mm-hmm. I think it it did involve more Luke. Okay. And they kept finding out that one of the problems with that script was it kept taking your attention off of Ray. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and so sense. you never, you never, every time like Han was, uh, Luke was involved, it was like everybody was just like focused on what Luke was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's Luke doing? Everybody's like not focused on Ray. So like it was great that we got this story with, with, with Han mm-hmm. and we got to be familiar with Ray. Now we know Ray and we can see Ray interact with Luke. Right. Next movie. Right. So that's great. Yeah. This this isn't Game of Thrones where we're like these characters are the be all end all. We are lucky enough to get a continuation of what we got from the original Star Wars trilogy. Unlike Lord of the Rings, where we'll never get a continuation off of that. Right. We get a continuation off of it. And well, some people would disagree with you, Jay. Yeah. And say we did not get a continuation of Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Because what we got was a film that is fan fiction right. written by Lawrence Kasdan and J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. that is not inspired by the creator, George Lucas. Right. So you can say that, Jay, but there are people that are going to say no. No, 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 no. You're talking about a continuation? No, this is fan fiction, man. Right, right. But, 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 but what I would say is like, 
Okay, so you can compare this to a... What I would say is that the fucking creator sold it. Yeah. So you got no fucking choice than to go along with whoever owns the fucking property. And how many times... That's my fucking rebuttal. How many times does the creator have to fuck it up before you give somebody else a Uh, chance? Don't say that to Jake. To make it better. Don't say that to Jake. Yeah, that's not what happened, though. He wanted $4 billion. That's what happened. (laughs) George Lucas wasn't like, oh, I fucked this up so much, I gotta sell it. Well, like, he, that wasn't the way he felt. He got four billion, but it all went to charity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean that 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 makes me think he didn't I think know, he part fucked of it up t- even I know, more. Part of it's a tax write off. I get it. Yeah. But I think that George Lucas was just if people found out that George Lucas was going to make Episode Seven, there would be a little. There would be a group of people that said yay, and then there'd be another group of people that groaned. Mm-hmm. So, but here's what I'm saying. Like, ultimately, did you think this was a good story to tell, as opposed to like, how do I appeal to the fans? Which is what, which is what. Like, I I don't want to knock Lucas. I fucking love Lucas. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to knock him. But Lucas is trying to say, like, you know, okay, they're just doing this to appease the fan base. I don't think that's true at all. I, you guys can love the movie all you want, and I love it too. But there are going to be people that are going to come at you, and they're going to say, "Dude, this is this isn't fucking George Lucas. This is fucking fan fiction. Mm. This is fucking this, Alan Moore didn't write before Watchmen. Okay, he yeah. fucking wrote Watchmen. Yeah. So before Watchmen didn't even fucking happen, in my opinion. Fuck all that shit. You had like six different people writing that shit. Yeah. Fuck before Watchmen. Right. That's not my... No, no. The only fucking Star Wars, it was what comes from George Lucas. Whether you like it or fucking not, right. the only Star Wars comes from George Lucas. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, but that's still just an opinion. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. People are going to come at you and say that. Me, uh, uh, me on the other side, uh, on the other hand... I am 100% on board with this Star Wars. Yeah. I'm invested. I love the characters, the new characters. People can talk about how they didn't like Han in this. People can talk about like they didn't like this, that, and how it resembled the New Hope, how it resembled Empire. Me on the flip side, I love the story. I'm invested. Part 8, I'm there. Ryan Johnson, boom, love you. Fucking right. announcement of the fucking year. You're directing this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I'm there. Day one. Right. I am fucking there. Yeah, some dickheads just don't fucking like anything. Like the same asswipe that hates Episode 7 because it had too much New Hope and Empire Strikes Back hated the prequels because they didn't have enough of that shit. Well, you, you hate your fucking life. Well, on the flip <laughs> side, there was a lot. There was a lot of New Hope and a lot of that stuff in the prequels. Yeah, we can go there right, too. Right, we can go there all day. Right. Let's <laughs> let's look at the bigger picture. What's reality? Reality is the same shit repeating itself. Over and over again. So give me a fucking break if you thought that was too redundant. That is fucking life. Yeah, basically every adventure movie is just a clone of Raiders of the Lost Ark with that fucking... Right! Good and evil, the simple story. The simple fucking story that Star Wars presented, Indiana Jones presented, is the same story that's been told every fucking ten decades. All I'm saying is that I'm glad I'm on the side of people that enjoyed the movie. Yeah, me too. Because it was a great movie experience. I agree. Listen, I know I've been kind of playing devil's advocate. It doesn't mean that I agree with these statements. Yeah. I'm just telling you what people are going to say. Yeah. And they do have a point. And if that's the way that they went into the movie, and if that's the way that they left the movie, if that's the way they observed the movie and critiqued the movie, and they left the movie upset, that's fine. 
I don't give a shit. I love the movie. I Tupperware it all day long. It is a fantastic film. I cannot wait to own it. I cannot wait to watch it again and again and again and again. It's going to be one of those Star movie, Star Wars movies that I watch repeatedly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I don't think those people do have a point. <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I, under, I understand where they're coming from. I do understand where they're coming from. There's a thousand diehards, if that's your point. I mean, eh. Yeah. I, no, I don't understand the, pe- the people. Jake, let me explain this. I understand the people that watched the movie and didn't like it. I understand that. I don't understand the people that are so invested in the expanded universe yeah. that said, I'm not going to watch this movie because it's not Lucas mm-hmm. and because it's not expanded universe. Yeah, I don't get that at all. Yeah. I don't get that. I also don't get the people that are just so into George Lucas that are like, I'm not going to give this movie a shot, so I'm not going to watch it. Fuck this movie. But the people that watched the movie, mm-hmm. that legitimately gave it a shot and walked away from it and said, you know what? I didn't like this movie because this, this, and this, and this. I'll let them, I'll give them a pass. I will too, as long as the this, 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 and this isn't that it was a clone of A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. That is right. a point I, I just don't get. No, because the only thing that I'm talking about once I left the theaters the new characters yeah. yeah exactly exactly the new characters you didn't get that from the prequels the prequels had a ton of nods to the older movies a ton of nods mm. yeah to beat for beat the fucking older the original trilogy <laughs> the new characters that everybody liked in the prequels they killed exactly yeah. you like Qui-Gon dead exactly you like, you like Darth, Darth Maul, Maul? dead, dead. Yeah. Yeah, you like Jango Fett dead, dead. <laughs> Abrams was like yes these things reoccur in normal everyday fucking life. Yeah. I'm not a fucking idiot. Right. But these characters are fucking compelling. Yeah. And this is their story. Right. And yeah, we're going to mingle some of the older characters in. But this is their fucking story. And yeah, some of the things that happened to them happened to people in a previous fucking story. But that's how it always is. That's fucking truth. Agreed. So, Max Landis, the Mary Sue statement... Oh, yeah, back to that. Yeah. Max Landis is a dick face. <laughs> wow. 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 He's, a, he's a bitter Betty dick face. Yeah. Wow. I agree. <laughs> he's a BBDF. Yeah. Exactly. Holy shit. Hashtag BBDF. Hashtag BBDF all day long. <laughs> all right. Did I miss anything? Was there anything else that you guys wanted to cover before we wrapped up? And don't say yes just because you want to get the fuck out of here. No, I think this was a this was a great episode. Yeah. This is a fantastic episode. I can't think of anything. Let me look over my notes here. I want to make sure that I went over everything. Otherwise, I'm going to be pissed the fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think myself of what else there is. The only thing I have is, like, Star Wars emails. I have a bunch of Star Wars emails. But um, well, I won't lie. I do want to go if that's the if that's the, <laughs> if that's the alternative. <laughs> what we'll do is we'll start we'll start off next week going over all of your emails. Cool. So right. next week we're going to go over all of your emails that we've missed over the fast, past uh, few episodes. Um, just basically for time this week, we're not going to go over those now. But I have all your emails. So all of you new listeners, and I have your emails. I'm going to read them. That's something that we do on the show. We don't fucking short our listeners. No. Uh, unless your name is Michael J. Borelli and you send me a fucking Age of Ultron email. <laughs> <laughs> True. Always an exception to the rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 
All right. But, yeah, we'll go over the Star Wars emails next week, and then we'll also go over all the other emails next week. We will cover all of them. In the meantime, try to, I don't know, try to be cool with the emails. Don't send me so much because I got a shit ton already. Yeah. So fuck off with those. <laughs> and then and then I'll lift the ban again. <laughs> and then for episode 122 you can you can just go fucking uh, you will take off the email restraining yeah, bolt. Yeah. You go hog wild and send me a shit ton of emails. <laughs> go nuts. Sons of bitches. <laughs> they will too. They will. They will. <laughs> fucking Finn. I want to thank everybody. I want to thank the listeners that wish me a happy birthday. Fucking even these two fuckers didn't even wish me a happy. Birthday. I was gonna before we left. I don't. Even, I didn't hear shit. You know I, I was gonna before I love we your left. Birthday. God damn it! I didn't hear fucking shit out of these two fuckheads. I figured it'd be dumb to say it on the episode because by the time people heard it, it wouldn't be your birthday anymore. Yeah, it would have meant something. I don't want these. <laughs> I don't want these people to know the extent of our love. I, I was telling you. I was gonna tell you off the air. Keep your love hidden. I want exactly. <laughs> Revealing secrets again, Jesus Christ! Yeah, don't tell people secrets. I want to thank, I want to thank, I want to thank Finn Deets Creek for wishing me a happy birthday. I do, dude. He fucking, <laughs> that wasn't a joke, Jay. It wasn't a fucking joke, dude. Sorry. He fucking wished me a happy birthday. You, your ass didn't. You you didn't say shit. You didn't say shit yet. I want to say, I want to say, <laughs> say thank you to Brooke, Brookita thirty seven. On Twitter, thank you, Brooke Smith, for fucking wishing me a happy birthday. Of course she does. She's a pop culture leftovers historian. She was the first person to wish me a happy birthday. Yeah. As soon as it was like one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> one o'clock in the morning, one of the clock in the morning rolled around. Twelve oh one. And she's like, "Happy birthday, Brian." Yeah. I didn't get shit from you, motherfucker. <laughs> wow. And I want to. I want to thank. Also, I want to thank Gus Hoontite, my man, Gus Hoontite, dude. This guy is fucking. He's the shit. Sends me emails all the time. Half of them I don't even fucking respond to. <laughs> but Gus don't give a shit because he's going to send me ten more. And I love Gus. Gus sends me pictures that crack me up all the fucking time and he doesn't even know it. Because I don't fucking reply to Gus. Gus doesn't need all that fucking attention. No, he ain't like that. Gus doesn't need it. Gus is just like, you know what? I found a fucking picture. It's funny. I'm going to send it to Brian. It's a meme. It's going to make him laugh. Yeah. And you know what? I don't need to hear about it. <laughs> He's a rare breed. He is a rare breed. Like, some people are just like, dude, did you get my picture? <laughs> did it make you laugh? Did it make you laugh? <laughs> Gus don't give a fuck. Gus doesn't care. Gus doesn't care if it made me laugh or it didn't make me laugh. Gus is just going to keep sending shit. Thank you, Gus, for yeah. wishing me a happy birthday. So I want to thank those three people, and the rest of you can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Luther Shaver will send me a video about everything under the sun, but he won't send me a fucking video. Happy birthday, Brian. <laughs> He, he, you could see how he could easily forget it was your birthday. Fuck you, Luther. <laughs> Fuck you, Luther. <laughs> Fuck you, Luther Shaver. Oh, man. Feed, feeding the troll there. I know. He likes it. <laughs> <laughs> Some of our new listeners are going to be like, oh, my gosh, she's saying fuck you to that man. Oh. Oh, my goodness. He's just said fuck you to that man. Oh. That he man, loves it. That man listens to this show, and he just said fuck you to that man. Oh, my. Wow. Oh, oh my, my. Oh my goodness. Oh my Lanta. Oh my Lanta. <laughs> he likes it. He likes it when I say <laughs> He demands it he half demands the time. It, actually. He gets yeah. upset if I don't say it. Smart people. He's yeah. a fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> he may not demand that part. <laughs> well, I'm letting it be known. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. This is our Star Wars episode. 
So, uh, you know what? <laughs> talking about, how's everybody's, we didn't even talk about Christmas. No. How's your fucking Christmas? Fuck, man. I hate, I hate asking you guys about holidays. <laughs> your holidays are so goddamn depressing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear that. Like, put the men in black flasher in front of my like, face. <laughs> Jay's in his fucking, like, closet cutting himself and shit. And I don't know what Jake's doing. Merry yeah, I don't Christmas. Even say. Yeah, I don't even want to say. God, it wasn't man. fun. Yeah. Really? No, I spent yeah. Christmas in the hospital with my mom. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Yeah, I don't even want to hear about Jay. <laughs> fucking depressing. <laughs> yeah, don't let me bump me. I guys spent my it. evening with uh, Jim Beam. <laughs> <laughs> me and Jack Daniels had a had a moment. I did take my half brother to see um, Star Wars: Force Awakens. He hadn't seen it yet. On you Christmas. didn't take Petey, your fucking special needs no, nephew. No, <laughs> he can't be quiet during. Yeah. You can't take him to a movie. Yeah, it, like it's like you get weird looks from everyone around you yeah. when he's fucking screaming and shitting himself and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's embarrassing, man. <laughs> Sometimes I try. I'm like, oh, this movie's been out for three months. There's not gonna be not gonna be anyone in the theater, and it's almost worse when it's just like one other guy in the theater. I'll take him to Lego Movie. Half these people are brain dead anyway. Yeah, that might work. Kids yeah. movies are a little bit better, but yeah, it's, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Oh man. Yeah, we do. We, I, I buy it for him the minute it comes out on Blu-ray. <laughs> He really wants to see it too. He's been asking. No. (laughs) Hopefully, he doesn't listen to this and hear I took my half brother. (laughs) All right. Um, Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Jake. (laughs) I like how if someone doesn't listen to the other episode first, none of that made any sense. Yeah. 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 (laughs) If you're just listening to this episode, Eh, it's not like you're missing out. Yeah. You probably didn't make it this far anyway. Guys, yeah. guys, I promise you, and I'm so sorry, I will read your Star Wars emails next week. I, I will read your fucking regular emails next week. I promise you. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I hate your emails. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I started laughing. Yeah. Fucking hate them. I hate them. <laughs> I really do. Garbage. There's, there's, there's time. No, honestly, dude, there's honestly, there's some emails that we've gotten, um, and I, I'm, let me read one. Let me just read one. Is it a diamond in the rough? Um, it made my day after, especially after, um, after like some of the hate that we got on iTunes. Uh, this one is from uh, Edward, and he says, "Hey Brian, this is my first email to you guys, and I stumbled upon." Your podcast, when I was looking for something discussing the, the new Star Wars film, as a student of film, I am interested in the more in-depth discussions on the merit of films as works of art, and not just whether it has the most explosions or tits, even those are fun too. Mm-hmm. As a Star Wars geek and a pop culture nerd, I found your discussion on the film to be completely relevant the themes and discussions your group got into were not only completely on point, but the humor and camaraderie you guys share is something really special. Thanks for being so true to yourselves and creating content at least I can enjoy. I am now a loyal subscriber and can't wait to hear what you guys come up with on a weekly basis. 
as long as you have something to say, I will be there listening. Thanks again, Edward Blodgett from Redlands, California. Oh, what a great fucking email. That's fucking awesome. That that's, was a diamond in the rough. It was a diamond yeah. in the rough. And that's that's the kind of shit that I like to hear after we take so much fucking heat for, <laughs> yeah. for our Star Wars The Force Awakens episode. So it's great. I mean, you know, for all the people that hate this show, if I can get one Edward out of this, yeah. I'm down, man. I'm down, man. So thank you for that email. Yeah, that was badass. Now I don't have to read it next week. Fucking email of the year, right? That was email of the year. We just started, too. Yeah, Yeah, 2016 email of the year. Beautiful. It's the only one I read. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, next week, we're going to go over all your Star Wars emails. Yeah. We'll talk about your regular emails. So... We'll have a regular episode next week. Good pop, bad pop. Yeah, this week was about you know the Tupperwares giving out tuppies. It was about it was about talking about Star Wars again. We're still recovering from Star Wars. We're still recovering from <laughs> yeah, Star Wars. So good. My dick hole is still <laughs> it's hurting. Yeah. Mine too. Mine throbbing. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I don't know about throbbing. <laughs> that may be too far. Yeah. Too far. Throbbing. My my dick holes throbbing. When you think of throbbing, you think of vaginas. Like yes, a, like yes. a throbbing vagina. Yeah. Like it's got a fucking pulse down there. I you do know what think I mean? about it. Like it's fucking like <laughs> that guy from like Indiana Jones Temple of Doom when he rips the heart out and it's like fucking beating in his hands. Yeah. yeah. That's throbbing. Right, the penis if is If your dick hole's doing that, yeah, yeah, that's you might want to talk to your <laughs> Local physician. Yeah, my yeah, dick maybe, hole I can see even maybe like your nuts throbbing. Yeah. yeah. Not the dick hole. Yeah, but if my dick is doing anything like fucking the Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors, <laughs> I'm going to my nearest doctor. <laughs> fucking, I'm not going to feed that Seymour. <laughs> Shit, no, we're going to doctor fucking whoever the fuck. I'm going to find some Indian doctor. <laughs> fucking eye opening. Yeah. <laughs> Cyclops opening. (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to wrap this bitch up. We'll see you next week. Hey, before we go, Brian, I'd like to wish you a happy birthday. Fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off. Yeah, me too. Yeah, fuck you guys. (laughs) All fucking day. All fucking day with you motherfuckers. I've been here since fucking 2 o'clock. No happy birthday. Nothing. Six hours later, you motherfuckers haven't said shit until the end of the fucking day. I've been mentally telling myself all day to say it to you before we left. Yeah. I got fucking... Leave it to you to jump on us before we get to I there. got a fucking 16-year-old fucking sending me a happy birthday. I got fucking... <laughs> I got fucking Brooke who runs our Tumblr. Next time I'm gonna beat Brooke. And I got a guy named Gus Hoontite that wanted to get on his real fucking name <laughs> sending me a happy birthday wish. But my two fucking... Two of my best friends in the fucking world don't say shit to me until fucking six hours later. Yeah, happy birthday right before you fucking leave, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I hope you go home and you, have, you upload the episodes and shit. You, I, gotta, I gotta drive home. I gotta drive home an hour and a half. You motherfuckers get out of here. Go to bed. I'm going to bed. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. And I'm the fucking one. I'm up to editing this shit. Blah, blah, blah. Editing. Editing. No, you know what I'm doing. You know what I'm fucking... I'm doing shit. I'm fucking... I'm doing shit. I, yeah, I don't edit. That part is true. No, but... Yeah, thanks for the half-ass birthday wishes. My New Year's resolution is to beat Brooke next year. Oh, to get... To, to say happy birthday? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be like 11.59. I'm gonna be like, advance happy birthday. I think she's got to be East Coast, man, because she did it at, like, like 104. Oh, I will dude. beat her then. She did it at, like, 104, and it was like... I got that central time advantage. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Brooke, I've already been 38 for, like, an hour. 
Oh, uh, 38. We're getting, she, we're getting she, close. She, Scary. I know, dude. 38, man. Ugh. Fucking getting closer to 40 Ugh. every day. Ugh. I'm staying 37 this year. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. I'm gonna, dude. I'm, 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 I'm gonna kick it back to like 35. Ooh, I like it. Fuck I like it. it. I'm 35. It's good Shit, year. dude. I'm 29. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. As far as y'all know. Surprise. <laughs> surprise. Surprise. All right, guys. We're done. <laughs> We'll see you next week. What are we doing? Are we talking about Hateful Eight next week? Hateful Eight. Oh, yeah. That'll be a pop culture leftover movie review. Yeah, yeah we're going to talk about Hateful Eight. Jake and I went up yesterday, and we saw it in 70 millimeters, so we're going to talk about that. Jay, you saw it yesterday it's as well. shitty 2D. <laughs> we saw it in 3D. We didn't see it in 3D. <laughs> I know, but you saw it in 70 mil. Then we I did. That is That part is true. Millimeter. You just saw it in standard. I saw it in standard bullshit. Yeah, but you're acting like we didn't see it in 2D. Oh, you saw it in fantastic. We didn't have, you act like we're in there like wide, like glasses and <laughs> shit. You guys are putting on the fucking Ritz. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> that part is true. <laughs> Living it up. I can smell Samuel L's breath. <laughs> oh, that snowflake just landed in my lap. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like somebody just shot me in the chest. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> all right, guys, and just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags. <laughs> Lego Dimensions is fucking dumb. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. I'm not going to that restaurant. Oh! <laughs> no, thank you for listening. Thank you for your patronage. We'll be back next week or whatever. I don't know. Probably. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy. It's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture pushovers. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. That original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's 
love it, hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers, and the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers, and the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers.